You're listening to We've All Been There, the podcast. I recently had a day where everything seemed to be flipping upside down on me. You know those days when nothing quite goes to plan and you keep getting thrown curveballs? Like, whoa, take this, yeah, take this one, take another one. Hey, you're juggling, let's just throw another one at you. Take it, babe, yeah, (laughs) one of those days. It was late in the afternoon and I ran into my local grocery store to grab a few quick things for dinner which is also code for you have not done a proper grocery shop in the past fortnight, nor have you meal prepped this week. So here we are grabbing a bag of half wilted greens, a sweet potato, rice, sriracha sauce, voila, dinner. There we go. Mm, Delicious. I'm frantically running around the aisles of the shop and I feel a sudden drop in between my legs. It's either ovulation fluid, a spontaneous period clot, my actual period, or a kinder surprise, which is also known as phantom period. For those of us that are vulva owners, I'm sure we can all relate to this feeling of being out in public and something suddenly, spontaneously happening in our pants and not quite knowing what it is. I ignore it, first mistake, and continue looking at the overpriced kale that will 100% go off in my fridge in the next four days. A sudden aggressive sneeze comes over me and that feeling in between my legs all of a sudden drops in a little harder, a little wetter. Oh shit, that is definitely my period and I have approximately 12 minutes to get to a bathroom before I perform a tsunami on my local neighbours in this grocery store. I dart to the taboo aisle. I say the taboo aisle because it is the aisle of scent, sex, silence, sauce and shame. You know the aisle I'm talking about, the period aisle, where they have conveniently placed all of your supplies directly across from the condoms, lube, and degas. I quickly pluck a packet of super slim, super tiny, organic cotton tampons and chuck them in my basket because God forbid I be anything other than super tiny and super slim. Power walk to the self-service register and throw all my items through and dart to the closest public toilet. Oh, by this point, this period has flooded my underwear and I'm pretty certain it is now sliding up the back of my peach. Close the door and drop my pants to find, ah, to find not a tsunami or a flood, but a a tiny M&M pea-sized splodge of blood. What? How could it feel like growing death How could it feel like the growing death of the Great Barrier Reef was just happening in my undies, yet there is only a marshmallow-sized blob of blood? I shake my head confused because I had just spent the last 12 minutes in the shopping center freaking out over, well, this. I unwrap the packaging, always too much plastic, always too much packaging, and then someone walks into the bathroom. I fall silent. (sighs) Stuff it. We've all been there, right? When we're in the bathroom and we need to change our tampon or our pad and someone walks in and we all of a sudden feel embarrassed and shameful that they may hear us. When does that shame about our periods start? The embarrassment about purchasing pads when you're a teen or even when you're an adult and you're at work and you have to shamefully ask a work colleague or a girlfriend if she has a spare tampon or a pad handy. For me, my earliest memory of this shame is probably when I was 14 years old and i just become the owner of a period and uh, I remember being incredibly embarrassed to ask my mum all the time to buy me pads when it was that time of the month and I would discreetly ask her before she would go shopping, 
not near my dad or my brothers um, and I would ask her to get a specific type because I was too afraid to go grocery shopping with her, let alone get them for myself. I feel like I'm not the only woman who has experienced this and even though I'm now in my 30s and I have no shame around buying tampons or asking a colleague for one, there still is this essence of uh, wanting to hide it. From the world when it is happening. I want to know if it's the same for people who didn't grow up in Australia. Like, is there this unspoken language, this conversation you have around when you have your period and how we navigate getting the supplies we need for it? Um, or even just emotionally, how we navigate our weeks when we are menstruating. It's an Australian summer and I'm in high school. It's a stinking 40 degree day. I'm 14 years old and I'm sitting awkwardly in a cramped English classroom. The sweat on my lower back is dripping down towards my underwear line. I'm sitting with my legs crossed and clenched together, trying to not slip with the beads of sweat between them and the super thick soaker pad I have stuck to my cotton briefs, backed up with a set of scrunchies. If you know, you know. The pad is unevenly wedged in Siberia. Siberia is the no man's land between the beginning of your anus and the the rear of your vagina, also known as your gooch. Yep, it's wedged in there. The sticky part of the pad has caught onto at least three deserted pubic hairs and I feel sick in the stomach because the walls of my uterus are currently shedding an, an entire month's worth of unused little sticky nutrient sucker eggs. Ugh. It feels like it's trickling down my leg. It's 100% running down my leg and super soaking the back of my unitard school uniform. I'm now convinced, I've convinced myself, there is certainly a warm puddle of my own blood that I'm sitting in and there's no way I can get up and leave this classroom. I know that I have to evacuate right now before this ocean of blood floods this jam-packed classroom full of hormone-fueled, sour-stinking boys and girls. I take my woolen knitted jumper and tightly wrap it around my waist, trying to not disturb the class. My heart begins to race immediately, and I feel like I'm about to either vomit or poop myself from the churning that is going on inside my stomach. Is this anxiety? I slide my hand down the side of my body, slowly unzipping my school bag and gently rustle around the bottom of the bag. My hand is searching for that little foolproof beauty bag. It's filled with pads, Panadol and a spare pair of knickers for absolute emergencies. Meanwhile, I have maintained eye contact with the chalkboard and the teacher, hoping no one notices. Keeping my cool, my wrist searches around the bottom of my bag for a Libra lifesaver. Oh, my hand finds it, clutches onto it for dear life, caressing it with my fingers. I gently slide it, this beautiful winged beauty, back up past the zipper and now discreetly up the side of my body and up to the beginning of my skirt seam. Where do I put it from here? These goddamn Catholic school skirts don't have any pockets. I continue to slide it further up towards where my shirt meets my skirt the top of the seam and I slide it between my undies and the skirt elastic. I turn around lock eyes with my girlfriend that is sitting directly behind me and I whisper the words, check me. For any Australian girl that went to school in the 90s, I hope that you also know what this means when another woman says to you, check me. 
For those of you who don't, it means that when you stand up, you're asking them to check to give a visual of the backing of the pants or the skirt you may be wearing to make sure that there is no blood on the back of it. Yeah, that's right. Blood somehow manages to get from the front of your vagina to the back of whatever clothing you're wearing not the front like you would think it gets the front but it actually always just somehow manages to slide up the back and you could be walking around anywhere not knowing that you've in fact menstruated on your pants or your skirt unless another girlfriend comes up to you and lets you know so it is this unspoken hidden code I guess you could call it of check me I look at her and I whisper check me and she nods I stand up slowly, pushing the chair behind me and feel the sweat from the back of my legs and lower back begin to run down. Oh God, I hope that's not blood. I actually hope it's just sweat. I turn and look at her and she gives me the nod of approval. You're good to go. I look at her again, not believing her the first time, and she frantically nods her head up and down. You're good to go. The coast is clear. How is the coast clear? It honestly feels like I should have found a pool, an entire little kitty's pool in my, mm, I'm not drenched. Okay, all right, the back of your unitard skirt is not drenched. Although the one thing I can feel that I know is actually here is the little beady eyes of men, a full room of pubescent males who can smell my scent. They definitely can smell it, even though they're not articulating that. They're all watching me like an animal, an animal that either wants to mate or attack, but it can't figure out which one it wants to do to me. I dart towards the door and I quickly tell the teacher, I'll be back. I scurry to the bathroom. It's a long, cold, concrete, pastel pink room, which echoes. I scurry to the bathroom, which is a long, cold, concrete, pastel pink room that echoes. And it always seems to have a slight tinge of urine and Spice Girls impulse spray in the air. I lock myself in a cubicle pull my warm undies to my knees and oh surprise it's actually a party in my pants there is a full party happening in my underpants oh how is it actually possible to produce and lose this much blood and still be walking around learning and working and talking and participating in all sorts of things and pretending like nothing is actually happening Voldemort has definitely taken revenge on my ovaries by this stage and I feel this stabbing pain that all of a sudden starts to attack my left ovaries. I try to relax, but my bowel has now decided that it's the perfect time to relieve itself. Oh, no, 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 no. Why is it you always, always get that weird trapped feeling of gas between your asshole and your ovaries when you have your period and there's no way of finding comfort other than to, well, take a shit? Okay, allow it to happen. I'm crippling over, releasing myself, waiting for this weird gas pain to disappear that never happens any other time of the month. And then I clean myself. Oh, yuck. Teenage me is so disgusted by this. I'm disgusted by this. I'm disgusted by myself. Yuck. This is gross. And then I begin to slowly pull back my pad, which is wedged to my underwear, and it scrunches slightly As I peel it back, the sound of it is amplifying in this cold, pastel pink bathroom. And then, oh, someone walks in. I pause, hold my breath with my index finger and my thumb holding the edge of my pad. I hear their footsteps walking closer and closer towards my cubicle. And then they sit in the one next to me. I'm sitting there, not doing a thing, not breathing, holding my super soaked pad. They begin 
to urinate and I continue to sit there doing nothing. How humiliating. They're going to know I have my period. So I'm waiting, waiting for the chick in the cubicle next to me to leave so I can remove my pad. Except she now isn't making any sound either. She then flushes the toilet and I also frantically flush the toilet with my other hand and rip back my pad as fast as I possibly can, scrunch it up in some toilet paper and throw it into the sanitary bin. Whew, phew, gross, yuck, yuck, yuck. I flush again, a double flush, so that the sound of the gushing water echoes out any sound, any inkling that I could have possibly been pulling off a pad or trying to now open a fresh one. At this stage in my life, I'd get to use a tampon because they did in fact terrify me. The thought of putting anything inside me was just way too overwhelming. And so I never ventured down the tampon path for quite some years to come. And even when that still happened, yeah, there was definitely a story that comes with that one. I unwrap the fresh pad and I slap it down on my knickers, the perfect measurement between the top of my pubic bone and the back of my vagina. I take a quick wipe from front to back. Oh, yuck. You know, front to back. My friends, never back to front, always front to back. There's stringy, a stringy sling that has just, yuck. There's a stringy sling of it that's just somehow managed to get up my forearm and is half on my hand. Oh, I wipe it with toilet paper, frantically pull up my knickers and walk out to wash my hands. The other girl is standing in the bathroom silently at the basin and we don't make eye contact how long has she been standing there for Mm, she knows I have my period she knows I just changed my pad oh this is actually so oh she knows I also just pooped at school this is this is embarrassing I'm not going to be able to I can't Mm. I wash my hands say hello and head back to the classroom just in enough time for the teenage boys in the room to not yell some idiotic thing out like, she did a poo, when I walk back in the room. I sit down. Oh, and then I feel a, I feel a shift in my undies. And the pad that I've put on has definitely, most certainly, just flung to the left side of my butt cheek and is now sitting to the left of it, wedged to the left side of my butt cheek. How long I leave it there for is, I don't know, half an hour to an hour to two hours until the bell goes and I can go back to the bathroom without anyone knowing I'm going back to the bathroom for the third time today. (laughs) Being a teenager and having your period, huh? I don't actually think it gets any easier when you're an adult because it's still just as awkward, if not inconvenient, when it comes around every month. And not only that, are we now trying to manage figuring out how to use a moon cup or a tampon? Like there's nothing quite worse than putting a tampon in, walking out, heading down the street and getting that cringing feeling in your left eye when you're like, oh, yep, that's definitely in the wrong way. And I have to make a return visit to the bathroom to either readjust or pull out and put a new one in. There's no real like saving grace about it. That other than the fact that it's this incredible thing that women can do every month and walk around like nothing is happening. You actually have no idea what's going through some women's heads. Maybe that's the beauty of it. And yet we never really fully have a conversation about it. Like I know tomorrow I could be walking down the street and have this feeling and I could look at a complete stranger, a woman and say, can you check me? And she would nod and say, yep, both knowing exactly what's going on. Because the truth is that there's nothing shameful about it. There's nothing embarrassing about it. And it's something to be celebrated. Because at the end of the day, 
We've all been there. This little ditty you're currently listening to is created by my good friend Oliver Beard. You can find his beautiful music on Spotify if you search the name Oliver Beard. You'll also find him on Instagram at underscore Ollie Beard underscore. If you like listening to these We've All Been There short stories, maybe chuck us a like, a subscribe, or even slide into my DMs on Instagram. You can find me at Chloe Parrot. That's C-H-L-O-E-P-E-R-R-E-T-T. Hey, it's been great. Catch you next time.